Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm your host, Alex Shapiro. Today, we're talking about building your skincare routine, which Elizabeth and I know a lot about. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going over the actual steps of what your skincare routine should include and how you're either going to begin building your own or fix whatever you already have going on. Yes. So the reasons that we're doing this, the five W's and one H. So by the end of this episode, you're going to know the steps and order of operations. And the reason that this is so important is because y'all don't know what you're doing as it turns out. I didn't realize this, but the more I speak with you all, (laughs) the more people will say, I'll say, you know, what's your skincare routine? What do you do in the morning and at night? And they'll say, well, first of all, I didn't do anything in the morning. And at night I get home and I put on my moisturizer. And I just think there's so many reasons as to why that's wrong, but y'all are going to learn why. And by the end of the episode, you're going to know about the different pathways to penetration. You're going to know about the different ingredients and how some of them help to pull different uh, the other ingredients down into your skin. You're going to learn about how other ingredients stop things from entering your skin. You're going to learn about why some of you should be using uh, your routine in the morning and at night. And... Y'all are going to create a regimen that you're actually going to use. You're actually going to use it. Because oftentimes people will say, you know, I'll say, what's your skincare routine? And they'll say, well, I have all of these products. And then I'll say, well, what do you use? And they don't actually use anything. Why? That's none of my business. I think it's because you're overwhelming yourself. So we want to create a a regimen, a routine that you're actually going to use And we're going to figure out which products are the most important for you. You're going to figure it out, but we're going to teach you how to figure that out. So before we start with all of that great stuff, Shapiro, I haven't spoken to you in weeks. It's the beginning of the year, 2023. Happy New Year. What's been going on with you? Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Um, Not much. The end of the year was really busy with work which is just always how it is during the holidays. But I don't want to call them resolutions. Should I talk about my goals? For sure. My 2023 goals. So I'm going to learn more Spanish. That's number one. My favorite language. Number two, I set up like a virtual physical training session Mm -hmm. with a client of mine who is a personal trainer and nutritional coach. I think I'm just going to do one session for now. She said one should be good to start. So I meet with her on Monday, which will be really exciting just to kind of go over like what I already do workout wise, but to kind of make sure like I've never worked with a trainer. I don't know if I'm doing things right. That's exciting. Yeah, that'll be cool. And oh, I'm going to join one of the community gardens. That'll be great for you. Yeah, I sent an email this morning to one that's in Greenpoint. And my friend Javier, he already has a plot there. He has a garden bed and offered to share it with me if there isn't one available. I adore Javi. I've never met him before. I've got a nickname for him and everything. He's such a great guy. (laughs) I know you think that Javi is so funny, but all of my Spanish speaking people out there, please let Shapiro know that Javi is a nickname for Javier. She doesn't believe me, but I know this to be true because I know Matt that's (laughs) us. I believe it and I really love it. 
Um, it's just funny because he's like six foot four, I'm pretty sure. And to just think of him being called Javi. Like, Javi, <laughs> little Javi. But I think that's kind of it. And I'm just trying to slowly enter the new year. Mm. If that makes sense. For sure. What about you? How are you feeling about the new year? I'm feeling fantastic about the new year. First, I'm taking the opposite approach. I'm diving in, girl, head first. 2022 was uh, not a great year for me. It was a year of a ton of growth, a lot of growth that happened very fast. But overall, you know, two aunts died. My sister's health isn't doing well. She's been in the hospital like for the the whole basic uh, the end of the year, essentially. Um, but then the other great things, you know, I started my new life. I met incredible uh, new friends at the Goldman Sachs Ten Thousand Small Businesses, and yeah, it was a it was a mixture of a year, but. I should talk about the good things that happened. So at the end of the year, I finished my Goldman Sachs program. That was incredible. They asked me to be the class speaker, which was great. And um, I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you know that a bitch loves to talk. So for anybody to acknowledge that and to honor it is always incredible. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited to continue to build, build and grow fast. I'm diving straight into the year, but let's take the Shapiro approach and go like slow, right? Like head first, but slow and steady. So I did this with my homegirls the other day. I had a really great New Year's Eve with two of my friends. And we talked about what we want to take with us in 2023 and what we want to leave in 2022. And I was curious what yours were, Shapiro, because I think this is like a, a nice little exercise. Ooh, what I want to take with me and what I'm leaving behind. Uh, I'm trying my best to leave behind my anxiety. Mm. And, oh, well, for this month, at least, I'm leaving behind alcohol. I'm doing dry January. Mm. I've never gone a whole month of not drinking. Good for you. So it's day three. <laughs> I love how you just look <laughs> at the calendar. <laughs> And it's not even like I drink so much, but I definitely enjoy after work sometimes like a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and then some nights more than that. But I'm just really looking forward to not for a whole month, not waking up feeling like shit. Mm. Yes. I I think that's just very exciting. And I'm going to be opening the chicken coop more instead of rather than closing at night because it's just hard with work. So it's nice that I can also commit to that, knowing that I will never be hungover. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited to see how it goes. Kyle and I are doing it together. So we're also looking into fun mocktails. Cute. So uh, I don't know if it's cute or not, but I don't know if people include weed, but I've been eating these amazing chocolates mm-hmm. that a friend made me. Obviously, weed is not included in dry January. If you were going to ask this girl right here, obviously (laughs) it is not included. Because it's about being dry. Ain't nothing wet about weed. So I'm excited to be leaving hangovers in 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm trying to leave some anxiety in 2022. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to take with me 
my confidence. I'm also trying to bring back, like, I think the last few months I really worked a lot, which is great, but also knowing when to take a step back for like a minute mm-hmm. and focus on other things I like to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about I you? That. Well, as one of my clients said, this is the year of me. I was like, OK, girl. Mm. <laughs> yes. More of that energy. Love Love it. Um, So I'm taking that energy with me into 2023. I'm taking um, energy of more making it about me and building on uh, myself and my goals and trying to be the best version of myself, you know, working on being more of a mentor and realizing sort of the next, I think, journey in my evolution, which is going to be dope. And with that, I'm jumping on to uh, what you were saying, Alex, before. Not so much with anxiety, but just continuing to work on my mental health and continuing to invest in that because that was honestly one of the greatest investments that I made myself last year. Uh, Not even one of them, the greatest investment I made in myself last year. And I'm leaving in 2022. People don't see my value, honestly, just like in every sense of the way. And investing more in people who do, you know, like I was saying before, I've got this incredible cohort of 30 people who are just so dope and so driven and um, invested in me the same way that I'm invested in them and invested in my growth. So more of that, please. I'm excited. Things can be good. That sounds great. Yeah. And also... When I say people who value me, like the beauty baddies, the beauty baddies this year, I have to say, came through for your girls. Like, I feel like we've had so much incredible interactions with them and letters and, you know, our uh, social media has been growing. And I just I'm looking forward to just growing the beauty baddie community. I feel like this is one of the greatest gifts that it's definitely the greatest gift that the internet has ever given me without a doubt. So investing more in that and yes, more beauty baddies, please. Love it. I love that. That's great. That sounds great. I think we both have uh, really good years ahead of us. Truly. Yes, dude. And you know what I wanted to mention is I know that, that you said it was super busy for you at the end of the year, but I'm also just so proud of you for doing you this year, Shapiro. Like you really, I think, came into your own and stood up for yourself and just like leaned into the type of woman that you want to become in so many different ways. And um, I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Thanks. Uh, I'd like to thank <laughs> my therapist. <laughs> Aren't they great? Yeah, very helpful. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Highly. Honestly, sometimes it's just that you need someone who you don't know that well and who doesn't know you that well yet to just tell you some shit. (laughs) Well, somebody who's um, an objective outsider to just like help you work through the amount of things that Vala said to me that were just her taking exactly what I'd said to her either in the past or in that moment and saying it back to me. And Yes, that alone is just so, like, enlightening in such a great way. That's crazy. It's am- it's amazing, though. Yes. Yes. So, before we jump into our main topic today, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Let's have our first initiation of 2023. This is one of our newest segments, the induction into the Bad Bitch Almanac. Yes. In this segment, we pay homage to some of our favorite heroes of past and present and teach the beauty baddie community about who they are and why they're being inducted. Mm -hmm. So who's being inducted today? It's your turn. 
Today, we are inducting Miss Angela Davis into the Bad Bitch Almanac. Mm. Mm. We are not worthy. Mm. Angela Davis is one of my favorite freedom fighters because she's still alive. Y'all, the people that we look up to, especially of the, the civil rights movement and within the black community that have fought for all of the rights that we have today, by and large, have died. And Angela Davis is... Alive, not even alive, but she's thriving. She's still teaching. She's a professor at the University of California at Santa Cruz. You'd think that she would be old enough to just be like decrepit. Well, that's wild. That's the great thing. Yeah. Is she was so young when she did all of the things that she did that I'm going to tell you guys about. So Angela Davis, one is she was born in the South in Alabama, but she went and traveled the world and became a world renowned scholar, academic. And because of that, she sort of already had like this this worldwide following of who she was, even though she came back to the United States and was fighting for uh, civil rights within the 60s. Right. And so she was also a professor um, at UC Berkeley during this time. And she really worked to write prisoners who were unjustly arrested and try to get them out of jail. And she would hold different boycotts and different protests. And it was during this time that she was, um, Angela Davis got caught up in some shit. And essentially somebody that she had really mentored and was looking after had tried to break his brother out of jail and ended up killing a couple of cops. And during this time, she was unrightly persecuted for murdering these police officers, these bailiff officers. And during that time, she had to flee. So Angela Davis was on the America's Most Wanted, FBI's Most Wanted list. And she was running (laughs) undercover across the country because she hadn't killed these people. And eventually she got caught But during her court trial, she ended up winning because her uh, attorney was a badass who realized that eyewitness testimony is some of the worst testimony that you can actually have because all of our eyes lie to ourselves. And since Angela Davis had an afro like most of the different revolutionaries of that time, the people just saw somebody with an afro and pointed it to be her and it wasn't. And so she got off. But one of my favorite parts of the story is that when Angela Davis was first captured by the FBI, she had the whole world, honestly, behind her, at least all of the black community. And one of her best friends knew that the only person that there are two people who could come up with her bail because they'd come up to her separately and said, if you when and if you need bail money, call me. One of them was Aretha Franklin. <laughs> And the other person was this white farmer in Northern California. And so they tried to call Aretha right. Franklin. And Aretha Franklin was like in the West Indies. She was somewhere where like she couldn't get the money to her fast enough. And she was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not even in the country. I can't do this. And so they called the white uh, farmer. And this guy put up his farm for her bail. And he said when he was being interviewed, he said, you know, the reason that I'm doing this is because I just believe in this woman. I don't I believe that she was unjustly uh, arrested and is unjustly persecuted. And the reason that I'm doubling down in my stance is because the amount of hate mail and racism that I've gotten since putting my farm up that I know that I'm right. I know that this is a woman that people are afraid of because of the change maker that she is and because she represents 
where our country is going. And I love this story because I just think that it says so much about like the community that we're trying to create, Alex, and just that, you know, you need allyship. You need allyship on both sides of the road to make any kind of progress. And yeah, Angela Davis is a baddie. She was on the FBI's most wanted list. She got off. She got out of prison. She's one of our few civil rights leaders who's still alive. She didn't get assassinated. She's still here and she's teaching at UC Santa Cruz. Also, I tried to see her uh, last month at BAM and stupid me. I made the joke. I was like, well, it's not like the Backstreet Boys are coming to town or anything. I can just get this ticket the next day after they're released. Yo, this shit was sold out so fast because everybody knows what we all now know. Yep. And I think our generation really like loves and appreciates her. Mm-hmm. So Angela Davis, that was a really hilarious rundown of your life that really isn't worth. <laughs> it's, you're worth your life is worth so much more than I just gave you credit for. So if you want to learn more about Angela Davis, there's an incredible documentary. I think it's on Amazon called Free Angela Davis and All Political Prisoners. That's the other thing about this bad bitch is I mentioned that she was a worldwide known and respected academic, which is one of the reasons that they I believe that they didn't kill her and why she really got off was because she had so many people from all around the world that supported her. And this is a black woman in the 60s. So to have, you know, marches in Germany, like think about this before the Internet, to have whole marches in Germany, in France, in London for you, because people believe that you are so incredible and just and heard about you and believe in you. But anyway, so while all of these incredible marches were going on and her sister was one of the people that was out in the world, obviously, like making all this happen, she insisted. She said, I don't want this movement to be free Angela Davis. I want it to be free Angela. Da- I'm getting emotional. Free Angela Davis and all political prisoners, because there are so many other people that are like me that don't have the platform that I have that don't have the recognition that I have in the world. So free Angela Davis and all political prisoners. That's an incredible documentary to go watch. And Angela Davis, welcome to the Bad Bitch Almanac. You a queen. Thanks. I love her. I love her too. So let's take a break. I need to get myself together before we come back and talk to you guys about some skin science. So let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to teach y'all how to create your bespoke skincare routine. We're back, y'all. Welcome back. We're very excited to chat with you about formulating your skincare regimen. Or maybe you have a great regimen and you're just going to listen to make sure that it's great. Or you've got a great regimen and you don't know the order that you should be using things in. And that's what you're going to learn today. There you go. (laughs) So the first step of any great skincare routine is the prep step. Cleansing and toning. Sometimes you tone, sometimes you don't. So the first step to any great skincare routine is cleansing the skin. It seems basic, but it's not. It's very, very important, especially if you're using serums and moisturizers, which you should be using. If you are just leaving dead skin and oil and dirt and debris on your skin, how are your products going to penetrate properly? You Mm -hmm. need a nice thorough cleanse. Sometimes if you're not using a pH balanced cleanser, you may want to use a toner after to balance that out. I personally don't use a toner, 
but that's just me. And I tell my clients, uh, my clients come in saying, oh, do I use a toner? Do I not? I'm like, that is based on your skin and what you're using. So mm-hmm. it does need to be personalized. But cleansing is extremely important. Just rinsing your face with water doesn't count. Mm-hmm. How often do you hear that? Yes. And I also just want to say that if we think about this, think about this like you're preparing your canvas, right? Think about this like anything that you're getting ready to do, you know, cooking, right? Before you cook, if your kitchen isn't already clean, you're going to clean your kitchen. (laughs) If your pots aren't already clean, you're going to wash your pots because you need to start with a blank canvas. Like you want to start with, yeah, a clean slate. All of these different analogies, all these different words that we all know is essentially what we're trying to do with our skin. And if nothing else, if nothing else, you're out there living in the world. You're out there. If you're not in the city, you're in the country. You've got dirt, you know, flying up in your face. You've got the sweat from the day. If you are in the city, you've got all of New York City or whatever city you live in. You've got all the toxins from the world, from just living. If nothing else, just from living, you need to wash your face. So you want to be cleansing your skin morning and night. And actually, Elizabeth, you were someone who once pointed this out to me that just rinsing in the morning with water doesn't really make sense if you have a bunch of product on your skin. Mm -hmm. Especially like I sleep with a balm on over the rest of my products and it is most definitely still on my face when I wake up. Mm -hmm. And next week we're going to speak specifically about layering products and why what Alex is saying is exactly true because products like balms and moisturizers are made so that nothing that you put on top is going to penetrate because it's made so that it has occlusive ingredients. What occlusive ingredients are are ingredients that trap everything that you just put into your skin there. Because what are we always saying? Your skin's trying to lose all the water that it has. It's trying to like lose all of these things or it'll evaporate from either the dry air or uh, the cold air, whatever it is. And so these products that Alex is talking about have inclusive ingredients. So the next day, if you wake up and you're just rinsing with water and then you're going to start putting more things on, you're not going to actually get any product penetration into your skin because your other products are still doing their job. So we wanted to break this up into a couple of different episodes. This is a whole series. But really, this is just the basics. Because as I was saying to Alex before, sometimes I'll say, okay, so first, like, what do you use to cleanse your skin? And people are saying, well, what's what do you mean cleanse? Like, is that cleanse? Is that like an exfoliator? Is that like a toner? And it's like, no, 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 just washing your face. (laughs) What do you do to just wash your face? Mm -hmm. Oh, I do want to point out that using a facial scrub is not a cleanser. You don't want to be doing that every single day. Yes. I have had clients who that's what they were using to wash their face. So many clients. What I will add to that, though, Alex, is if we are to think of our skincare routine into three distinct steps, within these steps, there are different products categories and different products that you're going to use. I would say that everything that we're talking about right now goes into the prep phase, which is preparation. As I was just saying before, we're preparing our skin for all of the great things that we're going to put onto it. And so within prep is exfoliation, right? But they're not the same thing. Exfoliation is not cleansing. Exfoliation is actually getting rid of the dead skin cells that are actually on the surface of your skin and or starting to trick your skin cells into rejuvenating faster, into increasing the natural cycle of rejuvenation that is already on, which comes from different exfoliating ingredients. So if you're keeping score, and I hope you are, the steps that we're speaking about within preparation in this order are cleanse slash wash your face. Cleanse and wash your face, it's the same thing. 
if you want to tone, now's going to be the time to do it. That's on you. That's on you. If you're not using a pH balanced cleanser or if you want your toner to do double duty, as in also an exfoliator, which is going to be the third step within our preparations is this is where we're going to exfoliate and or scrub or use our toner, which is going to double as an exfoliant if it does. Does that make sense, beauty baddies? I think that it does. What Elizabeth means is that you'll notice some toners have some maybe exfoliating acids or fruit enzymes in there. Mm -hmm. That means it's exfoliating. And you may not want to be using that twice a day, every day. Just a heads up. Like your, what is it? The the P50? P50. Yeah. I will just say in general, I think I've told the story before, but I had a client who I'd been seeing for a couple of years for facials. She had really nice skin. Out of nowhere, one day she comes in and her skin is like raw and flaky and textured. And I was like, what is going on? And turns out she had started using these, since I had seen her last like two months prior, she had started using these two toners. Mm. And they didn't outwardly say exfoliating toner. One was called like a brightening toner. The other one was a resurfacing toner. Yes, resurfacing. That's the word, girl. Yeah, when you see those words, think to yourself, this could be an exfoliant and take a look at the ingredients. Anyway, I had her just stop using both of those for the time being. We eventually like, got them back into a regimen, just not as often. And her skin was beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is where I tend to not love toners just because they're often used incorrectly. Well, there's also a lot of marketing that's involved. And we have to remember that when we're talking about these different products and these different products categories and these different ingredients is they're not all going to outwardly say exfoliator. They're going to use these different terms because America, capitalism, the beauty industry, because you have to keep making products and you have to keep getting people to buy these products. And how do you do that? By you incre- creating these different terms, creating these different products, which really, at the end of the day, are the same products, just repackaged and remarketed. And so it's up to us beauty baddies to know better so we can do better, to know, okay, there's really only so many product types and product categories. So which does this fit into? If it's called a resurfacing whatever, what could it possibly be doing and where does it fit into my regimen? Because y'all are smart. Well, Alex and I are talking about is phase two. We're at an episode like 132, right? We opened up the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast teaching about this stuff. And now we're taking this like the next step, one step further, because you guys already, you probably already know the basics, but we're teaching you the inner secrets, the, the knowledge that uh, beauty professionals know. Because as one of my clients said, y'all are skin intellectuals. She's like, we out here, we know. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Isn't that cute? Very cute. And so we want you to be doing the best job that you possibly can be. So it's up to you to really kind of dig around a little bit deeper and know when somebody's trying to trick you. They're trying to trick us. They're always trying to trick us. You know, America. Love it here. (laughs) Truly. I think exfoliation is my favorite, but I think the next step is your favorite. Uh, Correctives? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. But... As it turns out, there's another step in between correctives that Dr. Bauman separates. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us. So if you guys are just tuning in, if this is your first episode listening, I have a girl crush on the incredible Dr. Bauman. And Dr. Bauman is um, a dermatologist, and she also wrote the books on cosmetic dermatology. And so this is the book that I'm always referencing. The third edition just came out. 
in June. So this is brand spanking new 2022-2023 information coming at you right now. So Zach DeBauman actually puts eye care products in its own separate category which I thought was really interesting. But then once I started to learn, which we're going to learn about next week, the different uh, ways that ingredients will help to increase product penetration, it actually started to make a lot more sense. And since eye products treat issues like dryness or puffiness or fine lines and dark circles, um, they also have to protect the thin, delicate eye area, right? And so since the treatment products that we're using on the rest of our face tend is going to be probably a little bit stronger because the, th the skin that it's going through is going to be a little bit thicker. Um, the eye product, especially one with ingredients like barrier repair lipids, um, they're going to help to tolerate the other ingredients that you're going to put on on top of it because it's going to have, like we were just saying, a different occlusive ingredient because the eye area is so delicate. Did you know this, Shapiro? Maybe not the specifics, but Yes, just from what I've seen, like it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, especially if you're an acne client. So uh, and especially we t we hear this all the time, people that are using Retin-A because um, that can lead to uh, uh, redness at the corners of your eyes or if you're using benzoyl peroxide. If you use that after an eye cream, it's going to leave you a little bit more irritated. It's going to probably add to the dryness and to the irritation. So you want to use the eye cream first and then these other products. And this is one product that you can use a different one during the night than you want to use during the day. If you want, or you can use both the same. I feel like eye creams are the number one product that people have an allergic reaction to. Really? I feel like I have clients who have told me oh yeah, I don't use an eye cream because I get like red and itchy or irritated. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. But it makes sense. Like think about when you have an allergic reaction to just it like anything. Always, yes. It's it, always the eyes. It always shows in the eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And exactly what we were saying before, because the, the eye area is so delicate and the area is so thin, the skin there is so thin that it's possible the products that they're using that they can tolerate in other areas of their face, they can't tolerate there. Interesting. I feel like I definitely hear it more than like having a reaction to anything else. Mm -hmm. There's something, something in the eye area. Also, I think nowadays a lot of eye creams have active ingredients. Super active. Yeah. I think some people just, it's a lot mm -hmm. if it's not formulated correctly. Agreed. So next, after eye products, Shapiro's right, it is my favorite category, and that is the correctives. And so the correctives are all of the treatment products that we're going to use that are actually going to change the state of our skin. These are the things that we want to use that are going to be anti-aging or anti-acneic, or they're going to help... Um, increase our barrier. These are the ingredients that are going to be the antioxidants, your vitamin C's, your retinols. This is everything that is really just making you glow. <laughs> These are all the things that we're putting into our skin after we've already prepped it, after we've prepared the surface that are really going to be penetrating into your skin and adding all of the goodness that we want to add so that we can actually correct whatever skincare condition we have. Or if we don't have any skincare conditions, just to help us with age prevention, just to help us age like a fine wine, which I'm going for 100% full force. Same. I guess this is also, this is my second favorite step. Yes. I love exfoliation also. Well, when you have the nights where you do all of it, mm -hmm. I mean, your skin just looks so good. Amazing. Like a glazed donut. 
Mm-hmm. And so again, I know that I kind of keep um, referring to our next episode, but again, it's because there's so much information that we're putting in this episode. The way that you layer your products matters. And it matters because of the way that your skin absorbs ingredients. And it matters because of the way that your skin is so smart that it will want to draw certain ingredients further down. And because of that, you want to put it in at a certain order. And then there's other products that, again, like we were saying before, stop other products from absorbing. Antioxidants, for example, retinols. Things don't absorb more after you put on a retinol. Or if you want to stop the retinol from absorbing as much, like we learned before, Retin-A, people will put something on first and then put their Retin-A on because the thing they're putting on is going to stop the Retin-A from uh, continuing to be pulled down into the dermis. So the order that we use these products matter. And that's really what we're going to get into in the next episode is the way that we layer our products, the order of operations, the different ingredient mix, and the different ways that the ingredients affect the other products that we're using. But this is the this is the sexiest category of all of them. This is where really you're going to be able to play. If you're a beauty junkie, this is ooh. This is where you're living. This is where you're just like always looking for the new, new hottest thing. What can I do to make me feel better? To, that smells great. This is really where you're going to be able to play and mix up and try different uh, products, I think. I know. So that's the corrective category. Shapiro, you want to talk about what's next? It's definitely, I guess, the best because it's the most effective. But then also, whatever, exfoliation. <laughs> And also it depends on what your skin needs. I I hesitate on saying most effective because you know that we're always talking about moisturizers, girl. It's so true, which takes us to our next step. There it is. I was going to do one of your accents. Do it. Do it. I can can hear you trying to roll your R. I can hear it starting. Hydration. No, I was going to do one of your French. (laughs) Hydration. (laughs) I love it. support for today's episode comes from OneSkin. Y'all, you know that at the beginning of the year, we tend to set really big goals and we're trying to be our best selves, but sometimes it's the simplest changes that are the most impactful. So for example, today I'm talking about OneSkin's two-step approach to healthier skin. For example, I love that they have body care. Y'all, I've been talking about how important it is for us to take care of the skin on our entire body so we look youthful and gorgeous forever. And aside from just lotioning, which y'all should definitely be doing, you can try one of their awesome new products, which is their body lotion. Y'all know that they are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called the S1 peptide, and it targets lines and wrinkles right where they start, which y'all know again, your cells. This isn't just another skincare routine, it's a real science breakthrough. In fact, the S1 peptide is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock instead of just masking the signs of aging. With their full line of face, eye, body, sun, and travel-sized products, One Skin doesn't only promise healthier skin, they prove it, and y'all, I am all in. I've been slathering my body with their body serum. I love their under-eye serum as well. Everything is scent-free. You know I can't stand fragrance. Everything is going to help improve your skin's barrier, and everything is going to be super adjustable for your skincare routine, so it's super easy to just add one or all of their products to the routine that you're already doing to help to maximize your results. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code TRUEBEAUTY at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code TRUEBEAUTY. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Y'all beauty baddies, you guys are always taking care of me and please support the guys that support the show. OneSkin is an incredible company and I thank them for being one of our greatest sponsors. New year, healthier skin, same old you, but you're gorgeous. It doesn't matter. (laughs) That's OneSkin. Okay, I guess whatever, all of these steps are my favorite, clearly. I was going to be like, this is my favorite step. This is like when a, a shitty 90s song comes on and I tell Kyle it's my favorite song. He's like, they're all your favorites. I'm like, yeah, they're all my favorites. Because a girl's passion, when you've got passion, <laughs> they're all your favorites. Yes. Moisturizing for me because my skin is chronically dehydrated. Mm. It is like, wow. I will put a really nice dewy moisturizer on and my skin just looks like it came back to life. Shapiro, will you tell the beauty baddies what makes a moisturizer a moisturizer? It has a water component and an oil component. And if it does not have both of those, it's not a moisturizer. I repeat. Repeat it, it, girl. It must have water and oil. I'm tired of seeing people on social media using oil as a moisturizer. It can be used in addition to, but it's not. In the long term, if you use just an oil as your moisturizing step, it will definitely mess with your skin over yes. time. You won't see it right away. It'll feel really good, but it's going to mess. Your, your skin is not going to understand what's going on Mm-mm. when it's not getting any water, but it's getting a bunch of oil. Mm-hmm. It could possibly make your skin produce more oil Shapiro. or less oil. Sorry. Will you tell the beauty baddies why? Because your skin cells need water. There it is, girl. And if and if you're not giving it Sorry, water. I'm so excited. I'm hyping you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my hands. I know. I love it. This is a skin cell. Mm-hmm. It's round. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a little hole. Um, I forgot what I was saying, but your skin needs both water and oil to work optimally. Yes, I think because that's because we way of are just made it. up of billions and billions of cells. Sorry, Shapiro, I just got to cut in right now to tell the pe- to tell the people this the little ditty that I love to tell. We are made up of cells which come together to create tissues, which come together to create organs, which come together to create systems, which come together to create the body. So at our most basic, we are just cells, and our cells need water and nutrients to not even just thrive and survive, but to reproduce. So we stay alive so that it can keep reproducing because we need so many new skin cells every single day just to live, just to be living human beings. And so you got to feed the cells and your cells need water. It's like when I say to people, do you drink water? And they say, yes, I drink LaCroix every day. And I say, you are not made of sparkling water. You're made of H2O. Wait, have I told you about my client who legit doesn't drink water and she admits it to me every time? I think she'll so, say girl. it's been days since I've drank water. Oh, she'll drink sparkling like seltzer. Mm-mm. Isn't that wild? Guys, there's so many things. There's so much nerdy stuff that I want to tell you that I, I save because I'm like the beauty baddies don't care. But, you know, that mitochondria, which is within your cells, that's what's that's what's responsible for creating ADP. 
and ATP, but it's also responsible for cell division. And your cells can't, mitochondria can't work without water. Mitochondria can't work without water. (laughs) That means that your cells can't divide without water. That means that literally you can't create energy without water. That's, sorry. I know that we're all talking about drinking our water these days. Drinking our water, minding our business. (laughs) But here's just another push that you need water. You need water in your moisturizers because moisturizer is water and oil. There it is. I think that's very important though. Yes. And then after that, a very, very important step. SPF. The most important. There it is. SPF to protect your skin from the sun for the reasons of not wanting to get skin cancer, mm-hmm. not wanting to get skin damage that mm-hmm. will increase how fast your skin ages. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, talk about dehydration. It'll really dehydrate your skin if you're getting sunburned or getting too tan. SPF is very important. If you want to deep dive a little bit more into why you need to use SPF coming from a black woman and a Jewish woman, because I know that there's so many people of color because I was you. I was you. Bitch, I'm black. I don't need no SPF. I'm good. Please listen to some of our top downloaded episodes, which is episode 57 called Protect Your Skin Part 1 SPF and episode 110, another SPF episode. Please go and listen to them because they that is where we do a really deep dive into why we are so huge onto SPF, aside from just developing skin cancer, is the sun. Listen to me, people. Listen to me right now. There are two ways of aging, right? There's intrinsic aging, which is the natural aging process that our body goes through over the span of time, the natural degradation of our bodies over the span of time, as well as genetic factors. So what's your mama look like? What's your daddy look like? What's your grandma look like, right? This is where coming being brown comes in handy. This is where it helps. But aside from that, the largest, the single greatest extrinsic aging factor, extrinsic aging is the aging that accompanies living life. That's the aging that happens to us from live, leaving the house that is out of our control, The single greatest extrinsic aging factor is the sun. The sun. That's it. The single greatest. 95% of extrinsic aging comes from the sun. I kid you not. 95%. So if for no other reason you are trying to age like J-Lo. And if you ain't got no melanin, you are going to have a very hard time aging like J-Lo if you're not using SPF. (laughs) It's a fact. I do have melanin and the aging, my, I can see that my aging has slowed down because I've begun using SPF over the last five, uh, 10 years. Additionally, if you are listening to us and you're using all of these great correctives that we're talking about, we haven't done a deep dive in correct, into correctives yet. That's coming up. If you're doing all the antioxidants, if you're doing the C's, you're doing the A's, you're doing the glycolic, girl, you got that salicylic and that lactic. These are all products that are removing your natural protective layer of sun exposure. And so I would rather you didn't do any of these if you're not using SPF. Because by using these products, you're increasing your risk of sun damage. So you have to use SPF. You have to. You have to. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this episode.
episode, though, that I feel like that was a really great overview of what's yet to come, because the next episode we're doing, we're diving in. We're going to be talking about layering your products, ingredient Mm. mix. I'm excited. I'm excited, too, Shapiro. I can't wait. I hope everyone is pumped. And I hope that everyone got a basic understanding as to what a routine should loosely look like. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it's... I feel like there's so many products out there that it's become more complicated than it is. But then that's why we're here be. for you. Yeah. Totally. So y'all already know, I've been saying it this whole episode. Next week, we are diving in a little bit deeper to your bespoke skincare routine. We're talking about ingredients, products layering, and how you are going to build your own routine. So that's next week. You can, as always, DM or email us your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Broken Podcast or truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at Alex Lindley. I don't post anything. Um, You can look on my stories. Sometimes there's something. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I've been trying to post more, and hilariously, I've been getting lots of followers from only what I can describe is um, like your soul uncle, your uncle that's like, oh, that's a that's a good looking black woman over there. Oh, oh, you see her over there? <laughs> because they post exclusively like outfit selfies. Wow. And... Maybe you need to start an OnlyFans. Oh my God! Yes, I should. <laughs> Let me get some solid, solid bills, y'all. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> sir, you want to follow me? Pay up. Pay up. Um, you can make an in-person or virtual appointment at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com to hang with me, Elizabeth. And you can make an in-person appointment with Alex at CheekyBrooklyn.com. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The True Beauty Brooklyn podcast is produced by BetaWave and Elizabeth Taylor and is mixed by BetaWave. Follow us on Instagram at TrueBeautyBrooklynPodcast. And if you'd like to further support the show, consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.